Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. This is The Hash Podcast. Stay informed with the latest on Bitcoin, ETH, the Metaverse, Web3, and more. All on the hash for your ears. You're listening to the Coindesk Podcast Network. Hey there. Welcome to the last episode of the hash, for now at least. It's a three-box Thursday. I'm Zach Seward. We got Jensen Nazi. We got Will Foxley. We're pouring one out for a great 2.5-plus year run here on Coindesk TV. Also, Coindesk Podcast Network. It's all good stuff and all good things must come to a close. And today it is that close. So we're just going to look back, have fun, keep it loose, and maybe even talk to some other folks. But first, I think we have a highlight reel, which none of us have seen, which is a little scary. I'm very scared. It's like, I very, am, I'm very anxious. I am very nervous. I am going to just... Haircuts. Take the leap of faith. Oh, I'm going to throw it to the highlight reel. We're going to react, but let's watch this montage. Take it away. <laughs> Gary Gensler was confirmed as the next SEC chairman. Gary Gensler said that federal financial regulators should be ready to bring cases against bad actors in crypto. Gary Gensler went on CNBC's Squawk Box this morning and said crypto investors need better protection in a space that is significantly non-compliant. Gary Gensler was getting it from all sides. They're alleging that it's the fault of Gary Gensler's SEC for failing to provide those rules of the road. We haven't had any progress. We haven't had anybody step up to check Gary Gensler and the other public servants that are getting paid with our taxpayer dollars. And that's where I draw the line. Hi, everyone, and welcome to The Hash, your daily beat on crypto news and culture. This comes, you know, I forget how many days after uh, Elon seemingly trolled the world by putting Bitcoin uh -huh. in his Twitter bio. And now I guess we see why he may have been so keen on doing that. I mean, for the last few days, we've been talking about Bitcoin and, and other crypto assets just becoming really mainstream this year. And I think this just kind of pushes us more in that direction. Who do you think the next Tesla is going to be? Who is buying the next billion dollars worth of Bitcoin? Who do you think that's going to be? 
Oh my goodness, I gotta get out the tarot cards for this one. Now Coinbase is the largest US exchange, but I just thought this was really, really interesting. Ian's reporting that, you know, shares on a secondary market are currently going for around $300, which would at its current valuation, make the company more valuable than the New York Stock Exchange parent company. People are super excited about this public listing of Coinbase. Obviously it comes at a time when Bitcoin is above 50,000, I think on last check. Um, so the timing is right for this, you know, blue chip uh, crypto exchange as it may one day be seen as to go public. The market value of Bitcoin has surpassed $1 trillion. A big moment for this space. Uh, still about a tenth of the way to the market value of gold. People is making bank and waves in the digital art world. <laughs> Every day is the first 5,000 days has sold for, I cannot believe it, $69 million. That's including fees through Christie's Auction House. Now, this was the first purely digital artwork to be auctioned by a major auction house. And now Beeple is among the top three valuable living artists. They're accusing Google of using privacy to kind of keep up a fence around its market share, which is huge in this because it's, they say, we can't do our jobs as effectively if you remove third-party cookies, but there are loopholes in other ways that Google will continue to kind of track data on customers. Meanwhile, Google, on the other hand, is saying, you know, we're pushing privacy because we do value, you know, the ability for people not to be tracked. And, you know, there have been privacy concerns over Google for a while. So it's sort of like privacy has become this interesting tug of war between these two parties. Um, and the fact that it's getting roped into this antitrust uh, suit I, or action is just kind of fascinating. I think it's something we might see more of. Doge supporters are calling for this to be the inaugural Doge Day, the aim for those people is to push the price as high as possible. There's the idea, Jen, with you, when you say that people are just trying to push the price as high as possible, I'm just like, oh my gosh, like who's going to be left holding those bags, right? Because it's going to correct, it's going to come crashing down. So, you know, it's all fun and games to get involved with uh, this meme coin and go and have fun. Let's not take it too seriously, but do realize that there is real money at stake here. This is a big round, one of the bigger ones that we've seen in recent memory. And it suggests that investors are still seeing opportunity in these markets. I'm going to throw this to you, Will. There's someone who seems to be crawling behind you, which is a fun look. So uh, I'm going to toss this to you for your I take. I thought we were just going to let that go. Paxos's latest. You should have, Zach. That's all right. No, my, I had a pipe burst in my house last night, and now I have people crawling all over trying to fix it, uh, which is kind of fun to do in the middle of the show. But you know, that's how it is. DeFi represents the ability to use your crypto without spending your crypto, which I think is really attractive right. to a lot of people who have committed value to these platforms. And then sort of on the whale side or on the professional trading side, you know, you over collateralize for some of these loans, but you're able to sort of cover the costs of that loan by way of making bets that are likely to pay off across the rest of the ecosystem. There are just epic privacy concerns. There are epic uh, you know, financial sovereignty concerns when you start to move into um, uh, central bank digital currencies. So this idea that we still have cash as this backbone of society, we can still use it, we can still retain control over our finances is rubbish as soon as you try it. So I am, I am terrified of these new central bank digital currencies. I'm terrified that we're moving into more of this programmable, controllable money world. I'm not excited about this world and that is why I'm so excited about decentralization and uh, the world of cryptocurrency. El Salvador is going to be like a really interesting case study when we're looking at Bitcoin adoption because it's like legally enforced as opposed to a voluntary uh, way that it's been kind of pushed beforehand. Like everyone's coming like, hey, go and add uh, OpenO or go and add uh, something that allows you to take Bitcoin payments. But in El Salvador, you have to do it. So it'd be interesting to see 
President Joe Biden has just signed into law the $1 trillion bipartisan infrastructure bill. Of course, it contains a very controversial clause. It's a crypto provision that potentially will expand the idea of what a broker is. If this goes through, a lot of people are saying that it's going to make it very difficult for crypto to really flourish in the United States. It's going to push innovation offshore. It's going to make it difficult to comply. This whole space is a brand new frontier, you know, just like anything. Uh, anything that's new, anything that's fast-paced, there's going to be a lot of fails. On the regulatory front, what do you think needs to happen next to progress the industry? In the United States, I think that there's a few more uh, sort of steps forward in market structure um, uh, regulation that would be really important. I think talking about you know, oversight of stablecoin holdings is one piece of this. I think looking at uh, clear and consistent markets regulatory framework for spot and, and futures markets in crypto, and then token registration formats. I think those are probably the three biggest things. The native asset of the Terra blockchain Luna down bad, real bad over the last couple of days. We're talking about a 90 plus percent fall over the last 24 hours, which is really, really remarkable. This after a crisis of confidence in UST, the algorithmic stable coin that is wedded closely to the fate of Luna, slipped off its peg in dramatic fashion, dropping below, I think it was 30 cents earlier today, now hovering around half a buck. We took a little road trip down the I-95 and we went to Nationals Park in our nation's capital, where <laughs> you may have noticed, Tara has sponsored the stuff right behind the, the home plate. We asked maybe two dozen, three dozen folks, including people who work there and also people who are regular patrons. And for the most part, there was just a bunch of quizzical looks. No, we don't know what Terra is. So even when there was this catastrophic failure of the Terra UST stablecoin, stable few people at the Nationals ballpark seemed to know or care. It's kind of a we're so early takeaway. <laughs> despite my best efforts to not do that. But it was interesting to look at how far yesterday's crisis in the crypto, I'm sorry, last week's crisis in the crypto markets penetrated into the mainstream. Sports disc. Bitcoin, I just, I just understand that it's the digital gold and it's the most valuable of the OG of the cryptocurrency. You know, I, I put it as like, it's the world's money. You know, when you look at it, it it's all of, all world money put in, into one place so we're in control of that and that's what i love about it and you know i see the long term and effect of that so i thought this was really interesting because we have the dow and we have the legal entity and the legal entity the corporation signed the contract and it's unclear if the dow saw that contract before it was signed so the dow was under the impression that they were going to get social social media, they were going to get support, they were going to get introduced to other investors. But it is very possible that the people who signed the contract saw the contract. It didn't have anything to do with social media and intros to new investors. And they entered into that agreement without letting the DAO know. And I think this is just where the where the disconnect happens. You, you join a DAO. Um, I think there's not a lot of information on how much power you actually have when you're part of that community. And I, and I think right now it is just that community. There are still people in place who are making decisions on behalf of the DAO, who are signing contracts on behalf of the DAO. This community didn't all get together and sign this contract. And so I don't really think they have a say here. You get to a certain point where Bitcoin drops, the cycle ends, and you've been holding on to these Bitcoins, which were at one point worth almost $70,000. 
Now they're worth about $20,000. So you have to take a loss on your books and your operations are still just as expensive as they were beforehand. So we saw a lot of miners decide to get rid of Bitcoin last month, dump into the open market. At this point, it's hard to say like how much of an impact this had on price because miners typically don't have that much Bitcoin. A lot of the Bitcoin has been mined already. About 19 million coins have already been mined of the 21 million total. So they're really only fighting over uh, like 900 Bitcoin per day. In terms of volume trading for Bitcoin, that's not a ton. This does tell you about like the ecosystem for miners though. Like are these miners healthy and where are we going from there? The gist here and the takeaway is not only was Three Arrows in more debt than we thought, but there were perhaps some relationships with entities that we thought were separate that were taking on their own debt um, that uh, were, were not perhaps as separate as we thought. Dan Moorhead of Pantera Capital recently posted a pretty revealing chart covering this dynamic from the 1970s through today that I think is, does a good job of illustrating this. Okay, so here we're looking at the white line is the real Fed funds rate, the gold line is the inflation rate, and the gray shaded area represents just how out of whack these two numbers are. You'll notice that this chart, which goes back to the 1970s, uh, shows that these numbers have never been further apart. So this is actually a pretty big deal. There's saying that Kim should have revealed that she was paid $250,000. So that original post did use, use the hashtag ad, and she did use that kind of statement we see across the industry, this isn't financial advice, and that wasn't good enough for the SEC in this case. I don't think I've seen influencers and celebrities disclose how much they're getting paid in the past. And so if that's a precedent that we're setting now moving forward for anyone who's talking about something that is a security or that is maybe a security or is not a security, I think is going to be interesting to see how the SEC looks at this and how the advertising standards boards look at this because this is something we haven't seen before. I think that that he just got pissed at uh, you know at kind of how how Twitter, especially the CEO of Twitter, kind of was responding to him and was like, "All right, well, fine, I'm just going to buy you and then I'm going to fire you." So I think that he just paid 44 billion dollars for the privilege of firing a lot of people. And I, for one, am very supportive of that. So FTX CEO Sam Bankman-Free took to Twitter this morning to clear something up. He said that a competitor is trying to attack the company with rumors. He then says in the same tweet, FTX is fine, assets are fine. There is a little bit of light at the end of the tunnel here that we will that we can expect a lot of self-regulation to come out of this with these crypto exchanges and say, hey, we're going to go ahead and show the proof of reserves. And if you can go through that and analyze that and it makes sense to you and you want to use that exchange, great. But if exchange does not have proof of reserves, especially after this entire debacle, it's probably one that you may not want to use. This was a rapid unraveling of what had been emerging as one of the key pillars of the crypto economy. And after much back and forth involving a potential takeover bid by Binance, a potential, a potential rescue by the likes of Justin Sun and others, CEO Sam Bankman-Fried is filing for bankruptcy protection, chapter 11, and resigning as CEO. And now, Will's History Corner with Will Foxley. That's right. That's right. History is important. And actually, Bitcoin has some history, okay? We're 10 years in this industry, so you better know it. A lot of times people just like to talk about NFTs and Layer 2s on Ethereum, but Bitcoin also has Layer 2 ambitions, or at least it has had that in the past. When we look at DAOs, there are so many issues, but the first thing that a DAO needs is a community and you need that community to be engaged. I think that a lot of the DAOs out there have figured that out. And so now we're moving on to governance.
I am proud of Meta for kind of sticking to their guns. They used to have this big cash cow with Facebook and they moved over to this meta idea and they're really leaning into it even though it's clearly not working the market cap has completely fallen off a cliff and they're gonna keep trying to do it I, I just don't buy the whole we need a token for this we need a token for that because i don't know why i would want to be involved with the meta version of the metaverse we are suckers for a good gimmick and this sir Hello. is a good gimmick why do you have an alpaca with you today yeah this is our uh, business development intern <laughs> Lefty uh, was at our oh. booth for the last three hours, so everyone that came by, thanks for checking it out. Yeah, did a great job, I think. The Bahamas took a major black eye with the FTX implosion. You're saying that you have the regulatory flame framework that could prevent something such as that, but I want to get your personal take on your reaction to that implosion in November. Well, I think it was unfortunate. It was unfortunate for uh, the persons who lost money. Um, it's unfortunate for all of those persons who were lured in, uh, but the fact is that it just speaks to the importance of making sure that you not only have a strong legal environment, but you actually are doing the regulation which is necessary to prevent things. This isn't a crypto failure, this is a banking failure, and on top of it, I really feel like the banking collapse is not done yet. Luckily, we have this thing that was created a little bit over 10 years ago that allows people to actually have access to their hard money 24-7, 365. Does anybody know what that is? Anybody? Bueller? Bueller? I think it starts with a B. I think it okay. might be Bitcoin. And I think this is a nice little bit of tailwind for the Bitcoin narrative. You know, like Bitcoin has been having a good run of late. Things are kind of looking good in the Bitcoin markets. I think a lot of it is, again, people are looking for that flight to say, Maybe gold isn't your thing. Maybe you have a little bit more risk tolerance. Maybe Bitcoin can be that thing that outlasts the banks in the long run. Is Save the full yes pitch for, for when we're on it. So you're saying there's yeah. a chance hey, that hey, we hey, could be ever. on a flag. Is that, is that what you're I saying? I want my face. No, no, no. no, 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 no everyone else. It's got to be a team. A team activity. <laughs> team activity. We're going to have a conversation. I'll text oh, you. Oh, man. We'll be I think banning BC's central bank uh, uh, digital currencies is easy. Nobody wants the federal government or any government knowing where you have your money, how much money you have, et cetera. Um, it's a violation of our, our rights of privacy. Uh, and I don't think anybody wants that. So I think that's a very easy position to take. I, I don't think that there's anything particularly innovative about that. Um, but, but certainly uh, have never been a fan of, of, of central bank digital currencies. It's Taco Tuesdays on the hash. It looks like it is a very happy Taco oh. Tuesday. This is my daughter made this, so I always like to show off her artwork and what she did. She brought this home for oh. mommy because she knows mommy loves tacos. Num 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 num. I will say <laughs> we don't have any too. clips of my daughter trying to come into my office or while I'm filming and her saying, "Mama, can I have some candy at 8:30 in the morning?" Um, in mm. Los Angeles, California, but that that does happen quite often. Sometimes she does like to slip notes in. I'm hungry. I want a hot dog. Um, <laughs> can you hug me? So she yeah. sounds like me. Yeah, because <laughs> she just wants a hot dog and a, hugs, and a hug, a good candy. hug and a hot dog. <laughs> it's true. It's good stuff. Good stuff all around. Holy smokes! What a journey, bull run. Bear run, insanity. We had an SBF cameo. I was wearing some terrible outfits, facial hair, all sorts of strange things <laughs> going on. A lot of on. great looks. 
How did you guys let me wear those fits? I really do not know, but man, wow. Thank you for uh, putting that together, Control. We appreciate you as always. And that was quite the look back. Jen, what stood out to you? Well, the way I think it was interesting watching all of our takes get more and more, I guess, not confident, but our analysis got deeper and deeper, right? We talked about similar stories day in, day out. We were able to reference things that had happened in the past and make some interesting predictions. And I just want to point out in the past 630 episodes, I believe this is our 630th episode, we made some pretty good predictions that ended up happening. And so taking that walk down memory lane was bittersweet. It was just kind of great to take a look back. I feel sad. I feel happy. I feel all of the emotions. Will, how do you feel? I, I don't know if my takes got better. I feel like they actually got more lukewarm as time went on. So I don't know how you guys feel. I feel like I had better glasses and maybe slightly better haircuts. So shout out to Spruce Barbers in Denver for, for hooking me up. You guys are expensive, but you get the job done when I'm on the TV every day, especially in the three box. It's very up close here. Uh, I think the best thing is the way we all kind of grooved together over time. I remember the first days of the hash was very awkward and we like stepped on each other all the time and didn't know how to hand it off correctly. And we just kind of made it work. So I like that. I think teamwork, teamwork made the dream work. Zach? It really did. Yeah. Crypto is crazy. Like how fast things move and how big things happen. I don't know if that even makes any sense, but the idea that, you know, we watched the rise of this industry sort of uh, grab onto mainstream credibility and then we watched it all implode uh, the back half of 2022, starting with the unraveling of Terra, subsequent collapses by 3AC, Genesis, other lenders, and then the big kahuna, FTX uh, filing for bankruptcy and some significant alleged fraud over by Sam Bankman-Fried, who we ended up talking to. I guess that was the day after the famous Super Bowl commercial starring Larry David. So uh, very amazing to see it all condensed. Again, it was 630 episodes. That's remarkable in and, like, in and of itself. But to have it condensed and to see sort of like just the roller coaster of crypto, right? It's not just the price chart that is a roller coaster. The ins and outs of covering this story mm-hmm. every day are certainly, it's certainly a lot to deal with. And it's a big credit to the people in the Coindesk newsroom who have capably covered this thing for years and are the best in the business at giving us the raw material for us to pop off takes, right? They do the hard stuff. We do the we do the easy work of offering our analysis and our way of connecting the dots. So big, big thank you to all the folks in the newsroom and across the entire Coinbase organization who make it all possible. So big shout out to y'all. I just wanted to get them in here for sure. And I believe that we are welcoming a special surprise guest. Who's it gonna be? Let's open the door. It's... Ben Powers! Wow! Original original co-host of The Hash. OG. Ben! OG (laughs) status. When we first launched, it was us three, Ben, and Naomi Brockwell. So it's awesome to have an OG co-host back. Ben, when we were talking about um, doors opening, I remember like your landlord like barged into the (laughs) shot like seven times or something. So I wanted to do like a smooth segue that uh, alluded to that, but I couldn't actually think of one. So anyway, exactly. welcome. It's totally welcome. normal New York City situations that happen on a daily basis. It's totally fine. <laughs> you love it. We are, we're, we're a work from home. We're a COVID era show and it shows. It's good to see. So anyway, Ben, how are you? I am doing all right. I've uh, moved a little bit away from crypto covering the intersection of 
big AI, tech, government, all of those different things, which, uh, as you all well know, has been in the zeitgeist for a bit. Y'all were shouting out the Coindesk newsroom earlier. And, uh, you know, I was one of those people that brought this reporting to this show, you know, not just pontificating. Uh, Zach, I know you edited it. Will you elope for better pastures? Um, and Jen, you know, you've been holding it down since then. So it's been lovely to see all of you again. I also realized that I talked to y'all so much, like every single day for a really long time. I didn't quite realize that until the, uh, the kind of recap that they were just showing us. We ben, miss you, Ben. We do. We miss you. You brought you brought the good takes. Like we had we had some spicy takes in the initial uh, iteration of the hash with the five of us. With Naomi just bringing that fiery like privacy passion. You also doing a lot of that deep reporting around privacy issues as well. I got to ask you. It's kind of like a meme at this point. What's the pivot to AI like? How's that going? In terms of crypto, or in terms of AI more generally. Two you, very uh, you as someone who has pivoted to AI, like many <laughs> of our dearly departed former crypto people, what is that like? What is the pop and stuff in AI? Can we do can we do the hash for AI? Like maybe that would be enough. Yeah. What do you think? The, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna just jump in and say I've been reporting on AI since about 2017 when I was a freelancer way back in the day, and DARPA's been working He's on no a sort of you know research around uh, you know American military uses and making AI explainable. So. The only thing that's happened in the last eight months is the fact that basically the noobs and the plebs could engage with it. And so that's really what's been happening there. It's obviously a huge field at the moment. It's iterating faster and faster. And so uh, how crypto is engaging with that, I am incredibly skeptical. You know, I've seen I've, I've seen and reported on kind of, you know, GPT tokens that are totally disconnected from chat GPT kind of being spun up. And um I will cover them with the exact amount of pessimism that I deem appropriate. But, you know, folks are engaging with it. We'll see. It's an exciting field. But uh, I guess my kind of thing, you know, kind of perpetually on the hash, at least I'm not talking about Teletubby coin, is, um, you know, push the brakes. Like, it's going to be fine. Let's, let's slow down because it's not going to change the world one night to the next. I remember how upset you were about Teletubby coin and those people who burned the Banksy. I can hear the sigh. In my in my head right that. now, Ben, I could you I can were just upset. Picture you were really mad at those people who burned that bank seat. One of the deep pleasures of getting older <laughs> is just saying no to things. Like you don't have to have a reason. Just say no. Just be like nah. Fuck that ain't it. Uh, so yeah, exactly. Like I think I you know I was I was looking on uh, the site X, formerly known as Twitter. Good God, that was a lot of my last year. Um, and they were talking about, you know, the fact that a crypto company is using AI to pick up kind of trends and in influencer culture and issue NFTs off of them. And my first reaction was, I hate this deeply. So, you know, just in case you're wondering where exactly those things are going. Oh, all right. Well, Ben, you started this journey with us and now you are closing it out with us as well. Thank you for being here. Big shout out to Wendy O, who is regularly scheduled off on Thursdays due to prior commitments. She sends her love. It's been good to see her get some love on Twitter as well with her announcement. That's going to be it for the hash. We're going to go into uh, hibernation mode. And it's been super fun spending this time with you for 2.5 plus years. Love you all. I'm Zach. That's Will. Jen, Ben Powers. Say something, guys. Let's wrap this thing. Goodbye. Hey, Bye, Bye for now. <laughs> This is financial advice. <laughs> You've been listening to The Hash on the Coindesk Podcast Network. We would like to hear from you. 
If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to us at podcast at coindesk.com, subject line, the hash, or leave us a review on your favorite podcast player. Thanks for listening. Hopefully this is the last time you'll hear this ad. Because with Chime checking account features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and getting paid up to two days early with direct deposit, you can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade to spend more time listening to your favorite podcasts or at least grab yourself an extra morning latte this month. Join millions of Chime members who work on their financial progress with fee-free overdraft and no monthly fees. When you find new ways to save, you can reach your financial goals easier and still have the occasional treat. Take more control of your finances and say goodbye to monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals 24. That's chime.com slash goals 24. Chime. Feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. Members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details.